News every 15 minutes, weather every 10, and sports twice an hour. News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. You're listening to Montana Morning with Peter Christian. No, we're not done talking about COVID yet. Good morning, everyone. Montana Morning for your Friday. Hey, congratulations. You made it. It's Friday, June 24th, 2022. It's a beautiful morning in western Montana. Nice, clear blue sky. And our news, sponsored by Grizzly Hardwood. If you're tired of looking at your dated, damaged flooring, why not let Grizzly Hardwood transform the feel of your home? I'll get to that phone call here in just a moment. Lest you think Missoula County's finished hearing about COVID, KGVO reached out to the Missoula City County Health Department for an update on current numbers, as well as the new vaccines for children six months and up. Incident Commander Cindy Farr told KGVO about the new infant vaccine available through your family's health provider. The vaccine is now available for kids aged six months and up. That's a new recommendation. Is it six months to five years that they go ahead and get vaccinated for COVID? We have talked to a lot of the pharmacies in town who have been doing um, COVID vaccine this whole time, and they're not going to be doing COVID vaccine for those younger age groups. And so we recommend that if you would like to get your child vaccinated, you can either go to Missouri zulainfo.com or call our health department and you can make an appointment. All right, we will continue with that conversation with Cindy Farr at a later newscast. But right now, joining us on the KGBO Newsmakers line is our Congressman Matt Rosendale. Good morning, Matt. How are you, sir? Outstanding. Good to be with you, Peter. You bet. So lots going on. I'm really interested to hear about your take. Uh, We've already spoke with the governor and Senator Daines about uh, their experiences in Yellowstone Park. I know you were down there from the very beginning. Yeah, we had quite a showing from the uh, the full delegation. Um, I started having conversations with Greg Gianforte uh, earlier in the week. Uh, made sure that we were in contact with all the county commissioners with the most harsh, hard-hit uh, counties, Peter, um, Carbon, Stillwater, and Park counties. They were the ones that really, really were hit the hardest. Obviously, Yellowstone Park always gets a lot of additional attention, but the other counties down there were hit uh, as severely. So I wanted to make sure that we got down there and were able to direct FEMA and the Corps of Engineers to provide the assistance that those communities needed as soon as possible. We've got Red Lodge with their big Fourth of July celebration and, and weekend. I mean, they celebrate for three days there. That is a large portion of their annual revenue that they're dependent upon. Clearly, we wanted to uh, make sure that we were able to provide access back into Yellowstone Park to uh, make sure that Gardner could take advantage of the summer travel as well. And Stillwater County, they've got a major palladium mine down there. I mean, this is a big facility. It's not just important for um, really economy um, for the local area, but that's a national deal there. That palladium gets used uh, throughout the entire country and the lithium that they produce. And, and so far, everything is coming back together really well. I'm pleased. Well, Matt, I know you've been busy uh, legislatively as well. What kind of things are you working on? Well, we're fighting right now, shocking, that the, um, the United States government is trying to compromise the Second Amendment rights of, of the citizens. Uh, again, the governments were instituted to protect the God-given rights of the people of our country. And right now, uh, unfortunately, the Senate has not done their job. They've sent a, uh, a bill, a gun control bill, over 
as a reaction to the uh, shootings down at Uvalde. Um, it's tragic when we see loss of life. It's tragic. It happens every weekend in cities across the country. But when you see these children that their lives were taken, um, it just seems so, so much of a waste. But, but taking guns away from law-abiding citizens is not how we're going to resolve these problems. Um, and, and so when that legislation comes across from the Senate, we're expecting it sometime today uh, or this evening, then I'm going to be voting against it. You know, at the same time that they're trying to to take um, the right of our citizens away and compromise their Second Amendment rights, the Supreme Court is is protecting them. We had the decision came out yesterday, uh, the New York Rifle and I think it's Rifle and Pistol Club had a lawsuit and it traveled all the way to the uh, Supreme Court and they said, Again, very similar to the Heller case in Washington, D.C. a few years ago, that you don't, you cannot put proper calls as a stipulation in order for someone to carry a firearm for their own security. Proper calls being, uh, whether their employment would, would, uh, cause them to need a firearm or whether the community that they live in might cause them to want to carry a firearm. Everyone has the God-given right to protect themselves. And thank goodness the Supreme Court recognizes that and is still upholding it. Well, Matt, what did you what did you make of the Republican support in the Senate for for this bill? Uh, I, I know after Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey made an impassioned speech, uh, I'm not sure how that uh, affected many of uh, your Republican brethren there. It's it's the intimidation factor. We see the same thing taking place right now, and the dull standard that the uh, Department of Justice um, uses when when they go to prosecute people. I mean. It's just plain, simple intimidation. We see protesters out on the streets right now, not only in front of the homes of our Supreme Court justices, Peter, but how about the protesters that are taking violent acts against the crisis pregnancy centers? And nothing is being done about that. And yet uh, many of the Democrat administrations have called uh, for additional security against Planned Parenthood facilities when there has been nothing more than peaceful protests and prayers that take place on the, uh, the sidewalks in front of those establishments. And the crisis pregnancy centers are having graffiti and threats of violence and everything else, same as the Supreme Court justices, and we're not seeing the same type of, of protections given to them. My goodness, it took Nancy Pelosi nearly 45 days to get the legislation uh, brought to the floor so we could pass it to provide that extra security for our Supreme Court justices. And, and that kind of action is unacceptable. Now, that, that decision, I believe it's expected today. And if it comes out unchanged uh, and, and Roe v. Wade is overturned, what do you expect to occur? Um, within the states, it's not going to change anything because basically what that decision will do is turn these matters over to the respective states. So you're going to have states that dramatically limit abortions, thank God, and you'll have states that dramatically expand abortions, unfortunately, and, and that's where it's going to, you know, it's going to reside. I imagine that there will probably be additional lawsuits that take place um, to make some determinations about 
about the limits that are placed on, on abortions or the, uh, the unfettered abortions that are allowed to take place. I imagine that will be fought out in the courts over, over the next several years. But it, at the end of the day, it's going to go to the states for their decisions. And I certainly hope that, again, the people that are going to go out and protest uh, the decision, one way or the other, okay, that they would go out in a peaceful manner to the proper venue and, and protest there and, and not be taking any kind of, of violent acts. And if they do, I've always said very clearly, I, I will not be intimidated by anyone on the left or the right, okay? And violence has no place in our, in our political arena. And, and if anyone does uh, take those types of actions, they need to be prosecuted. Well, Matt, we're almost out of time, so I'll leave the last minute to you. What, to what final topic would you like to discuss, sir? Uh, I would say that everybody needs to be uh, very, very aware of the uh, woke policies that this administration is pushing, and I don't think that they have been demonstrated any more clearly than trying to use the um, Department of Agriculture, USDA, and uh, the uh, food programs that our schools are receiving and the assistance that they do for underprivileged children to try and push their woke ideology and and the uh, gay and transgender issues. It is absolutely wrong. I hope that every parent across the state of Montana uh, reaches out to their school system and says that we refuse to have our children exposed to this type of information that is uh, wrong. And if a family wants to have those discussions at home, they can, but we should not be tying any of that type of information and exposing our children and the federal government trying to groom our children um, and tie that to a, a lunch program for those who otherwise can't afford to feed themselves. You bet. Matt Rosendale, always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for the update. Thank you so much, Peter. Good to be with you. And the same to you, sir. Thank you. All right, so stay with us. More coming up on Montana Morning.